Welcome to the Doctors Hospital podcast. I am your host, Alexis Burrows, brand manager at Doctors Hospital. This podcast, being a new entry into the podcast space, is intended to uh, inform and educate our listeners to things that are going on in the medical community, um, specifically as it relates to doctor's hospital in most instances, um, but also in some instances just things that may be um, timely and topical in the world of medicine around us. Um, Today, we're starting on a slightly different note. Um, We're taking the opportunity to honor a fallen physician, um, Dr. Judson Enius, internal medicine specialist and nephrologist who has worked many years um, in the doctor's hospital space and was one of the first few physicians that um, was involved in the transition from the Rassen Hospital to Doctors Hospital back in 1986. Um, We've taken the opportunity to speak to some of his colleagues to allow them to share stories, memories, um, and just their thoughts on Dr. Enius during this, you know, difficult time for a lot of people who knew him and knew him well. Um, For me, as the host of this podcast, it's, you know, really opened my eyes I'm relatively new to the doctor's hospital space, um, but to hear so many people um, throughout the length and breadth of the organization and even the medical community in general speak so highly and fondly of Dr. Enius, um, speaks to the giant of a man um, that he was, you know, people talking about his sense of humor, um, his work in establishing the Gentleman's Club, you know, and his love for his family, his, you know, engagement as a physician, all of those things, you know, speak to the the giant of a man that he was. And so we as a hospital are taking this opportunity uh, to have his colleagues and friends and hopefully down the line, patients and family members, you know, speak to what he meant uh, to, for us, to the hospital space, um, but also to the wider community. Um, It's an opportunity for us to honor his legacy, the legacy of his contributions, um, and, you know, pay testament and tribute to someone who has meant a tremendous amount to Doctors Hospital. So in today, the first edition of um, what we'll call a memorial podcast, we have Dr. Charles Diggers. Um, who is a general surgeon and currently the president of Doctors Hospital, um, who will speak a bit about his experiences and his memories with Dr. Aeneas. And then we also have Mr. Barry Rassin, um, former CEO and CEO at the time of Dr. Aeneas joining the hospital um, back in 1986. And he's also going to share some of his thoughts um, and his memories of Dr. Aeneas. So we invite you to listen and we hope that we can do justice um, to honoring Um, a man that we've seen contribute so much to the hospital space over the years. So we hope that you enjoy this podcast. We hope you stick around and subscribe um, and listen to much more from us as we go into this new venture um, in Doctors Hospital.
we're speaking to uh, current president of Doctors Hospital, Dr. Charles Diggis. Um, so, Dr. Diggis, what was your first impression of Dr. Aeneas uh, upon meeting him and interacting with him for the first time? So, uh, I, I must admit, I admired all that uh, Dr. Aeneas represented when we first met um, in the early 80s. In, in my capacity then, as um, a surgical resident working out of PMH, I was really doing some moonlighting work at Doctors Hospital. So I had an opportunity to meet both Dr. Aeneas and participate in the care of his patients um, overnight. And I, I must admit, it was really uh, an experience of admiration because here was a, uh, a grandstand boy who had, you know, made it all the way to the top of his, his game, a specialist, nephrologist, and um, it, it propelled me to give um, a more focused thought to what I was about to do, which is to go in and credential myself in, in general surgery. So that meeting initially was one of admiration, early 80s. And then we met on a more um, level basis when I got back involved in um, 1988, uh, returning into the doctor's hospital environment. And um, to me, the, the main thing about Judson was his directness when I indicated that I wanted to, I was thinking about getting involved with Doctor's Hospital. He was pretty much straight to the point, very direct. You know, Charles, why are you wasting your time over at PMH? Um, he needs a surgeon for his patients, and the emergency room needs full-time commitment. And this was sort of like an echo because... You know, people like Dr. Larry Carroll and certainly Dr. Barry McCartney were also um, putting these pretty much um, direct lines at me. But Judson stands out significantly as the one who, and because of the needs for his patients, he, he really wanted a committed general surgeon to take care of his patients' general surgical issues. So direct, but on balance, very great sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Very, very great sense of humor. Right. So... Um... You, you mentioned um, his involvement, or, or I guess his influence on making that decision, um, and you mentioned the directness, but is, is there anything else that you can speak to in terms of, because obviously um, that was a shift for um, going from the Rassen Hospital to Doctors Hospital. Um, I know there were a number of physicians that were involved in that early stage of that transition. Um, so I imagine in some ways it was a, it could have been a leap of faith, or, you know, uh, it's, it may not have been the easiest decision. So what, I guess, what, what influence or what resonated, um, you know, with you from Dr. Enius's involvement in that process? Well, Dr. Enius was a man of his word. And so to demonstrate that Doctor's Hospital and certainly my involvement could become a reality, what Dr. Enius did was to start to send me patients, and these patients I needed to take care of in Doctors Hospital. Mm -hmm. So he tra he translated what what would look like a a prospect and and a vision into an actuality. So I literally had to start to operate on patients in Doctors Hospital, and as you can imagine, the rest was history. Once you get through operating on the one, two, and then you start seeing patients that he would send to you in the emergency room then you realize that this this is absolutely doable mm -hmm. so his his main strength was to transfer any anticipation or anxiety or concern 
that I may have had about whether this can work into, well, you know what, Charles, let me just get you busy. And, and that was it. Gotcha. Um, so obviously, you know, having the conversation a little bit with Dr. Johnson, um, that the early stages of doctor's hospital, you know, what was that like working with him and that experience? Um, you know, that, that concept of being in the trenches together, um, at the outset of what was, you know, a fairly, um, new and I guess different kind of endeavor in, you know, doctors taking control and running a hospital, um, yourselves. What was that experience like working with him? And I guess him particularly in that relationship. So, you know, during that time, you had quite a number of things going on. You had um, the doctor's hospital getting in towards the, um, the involvement of physicians in its ownership in the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. And that was really, you know, putting your money where your mouth is as far as commitment to the success of doctor's hospital. And that started with the purchase of the CT scan and and um, I remember individuals like uh, Dr. Ineas being um, completely encouraging about, you know, whatever money you have, this is a good time to start to do this. At the time, we had a lot of detractors. And I, admittedly, I didn't get involved in the first, the 1985 um, phase, early 80s phase of uh, putting money into the uh, CT scan. And... I regretted that because um, that turned into a windfall for those who, in fact, did. But I didn't miss the the next opportunity, which was actually um, creating the current doctor's hospital, which would have required um, quite an additional commitment from a number of physicians. And Mm -hmm. that particular offering, that share offering, was one that, um, while working with people like Dr. Enius, Dr. Johnson, Dr. Evans, Dr. Nemhart, Dr. Carroll, Dr. McCartney. These were the folks who were there available seeing patients. And literally with Dr. Aeneas, um, his commitment was 100%. He didn't have anywhere else to have his patients treated or seen. And so he basically kept the volume and kept the activity of patients going. His commitment was revealed in, in, in the time that he spent and the referrals that he would make um, widely to um, all of the committed specialists. So he made sure uh, as best as he could that everybody who was in was busy and and contributing to the care of his patients wherever they brought value. Mm -hmm. Understood. Um, I imagine um, as physicians working um, so much together and so closely together, there are probably a wide number of stories um, that you can tell about your experiences with him. But if there was one, I guess, Dr. Enius story that resonates with you or that you could tell, um, what would that story be? Um, I gave that some thought. And, you know, I guess the one, the one story um, doesn't jump out. The one theme mm-hmm. in, so, in so many interactions the one theme of, of, of Judson, I can I can literally see him um, sort of like half-heartedly laughing, but serious about the fact that, um, you know, we need to remember the physicians who were here 
in the trenches in winning as we grow mm-hmm. and not not to lose the consideration for those physicians. So as more and more physicians came home, there was an expectation that there was something for them in doctor's hospital, even though um, they may not have contributed to what they knew doctor's hospital to be. And Dr. Ines was certainly, um, like I say, in, in, in two moods, he was pretty serious about it, but he also um, had an amusing spin to it, reminding that um, the doctor's hospital that these folks are showing up and wanting to participate in and having not participated themselves in its origins, mm-hmm. we need to we need to be mindful that you know there is a a, a a set of soldiers who were there in the beginning, right, and whose contribution should not be ignored, and some consideration just needs to be um, retained as we grow. Right, don't forget those who started. Mm-hmm. That 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 probably is more of a theme than. Than the one story. Right. I mean, there are there are so many um, stories. He's a remarkable um, host of an event. He had limitless um, jokes, um, and he perhaps more than anybody else would apologize in advance of an off-color joke with the hope that it would not be off-color. And indeed, <laughs> it ended up being very off-color. <laughs> and this would be to you know some of the annual physician events because mm-hmm. he was a go he was a go to MC. So that perhaps was was a theme. He had a repertoire of of off color jokes that he apologized in advance for before he presented. Mm-hmm. Um you you mentioned that that concept of of remembering those and I think it's you know while it's not um lost on me the irony of it but it is interesting that you know we as a hospital have been discussing the idea of a hall of fame so to speak um pointing recognition towards some of the the early standard bearers and like you said those that were in the trenches in the early days um so in some way um it does seem fitting that he would be one of the first, and in some instances, in, in this instance, the first that we would recognize in that kind of a manner, um, as unfortunate as his passing may be. Um, but it does present us with the opportunity to shine a light as he, you know, like you said, half-heartedly joking but serious, um, would have wanted to be shown on those that led the way in our our doctor's hospital space. Um, but transitioning i guess to a discussion based on your role now as president um obviously there are a number of physicians who um have operated and continue to operate within the doctor's hospital space but what would you say from your knowledge and understanding of the man is dr enius's legacy um and you can speak to the hospital environment specifically and if you want to you can also speak to just the broader physician um or medical community as well so I think um, his legacy would be um, an awesome one for any new physician because he was so multidimensional. And uh, whether that was involvement um, with his family and commitment to family, his involvement with his church, um, cousin McPhee, um, his involvement with um, the Gentleman's Club, mm-hmm. um, 
and I'm sure his involvement with his um, alumni and the involvement with um, some of the Afrocentric um, organizations. So here is a guy who really set the tone for multidimensional involvement of um, physicians. And so to me, uh, he especially prompted um, my looking at multi-dimensionality um, moving beyond the business and the care of patients. When he got into things like uh, the Gentleman's Club, I remember he um, speaking about that and then making sure that all, any number of us remain committed to um, assisting um, financially or otherwise um, consistently in the growth development of um, young men um, in the Bahamas. So I think the legacy, the one word I would put to his legacy is multi-dimensionality and thriving in that in that sense. You don't really have to only commit yourself to the care of patients and the business of medicine, but look beyond into what your contribution um, and sometimes a greater contribution can be in your community. And he certainly would have um, exploded in terms of his contribution to family, church, civic, uh, community, etc. Mm-hmm. I think that that'd be a strong part of his legacy. Right. And I think that that resonates um, as well, because I know in in the immediate news of his passing, one of the things that um, I guess for me, who wasn't as aware of some of his involvements in the community, um, seeing a lot of um, the recent uh, young men that have gone through the Gentlemen's Club posting on social media and in other spaces, um, the impact that that has had on their life and obviously that connection to him. Um, so I think that's a, a refreshing thing to see. And even up until, you know, like I said, the most recent times, that impact that he's had um, in that civic space, uh, in that community space is also very strong. Um, and I, I feel that with the conversations that we've had so far with some of the other physicians, that is one theme that does continue to come up um, is that aspect of, um, you know, as busy and as hectic as the life of, of a physician can be, he was committed to being involved um, in a lot of different ways in and around the community and having that impact. Um, so I, I see that, especially now, I guess, for me, who wasn't as well-versed in his um, his history or who he was, um, but I can see that resonating through now with how people are speaking about him and what he's meant to um, the, the, the medical community, but as well as the wider and broader Bahamian community. So, yeah, um, from the perspective of the board, um, Dr. Ineas, like I, like I indicated, um, was, was tenacious in retaining his involvement. So mm-hmm. you would almost have to actively try to get him out of the involvement. He assumed that he remained involved from year to year, and he continued to contribute um, using all of his resources, his energy, his time in his, to the growth and development of young people. Whether that's in a formal um, aspect of serving serving with the community relations committee of the board of directors, or whether that's involvement with the step program launched in the mid '90s, he was there because it, any activity that blended with or contributed to his efforts to grow and develop uh, young people, he was there. He's in it. Right. Yeah. 
And I think that's another thing that um that has been mentioned is his thirst for continuous knowledge, continuous learning, um, and education. And I guess in some ways that shines through with his community involvement as well. Um, well, I want to thank you, um, Dr. Diggis, for taking time out to, to have this discussion and kind of go, I guess, in some ways walk down memory lane about some of your um, interactions and memories of Dr. Aeneas. Um, you know, we are lucky to have had someone who's had such a far-reaching impact involved um, in the hospital. Um, and obviously, during a time of great loss, it's, it's fitting that we do our best to honor and pay tribute to someone who has done so much um, in the hospital environment and in the wider community. So I want to thank you for taking some time out to share your thoughts um, and your memories of Dr. Aeneas with us. Um, and hopefully this can help to continue to shine a light um, and extend his legacy to those who may not have been um, aware of, you know, some of the, maybe some of the older stories or even just some of what he'd done outside of the physician community, but, but more so in the community, in the general broader community space. So, no, absolutely. And um, certainly, again, let me echo on behalf of um, the board of directors, the um, gratitude that we would like to extend to um, Dr. Ennis's family, Makita um, and the kids, Dr. Agrati Ennis, who remains on staff, a geriatrician. Um, we are a grateful hospital. We will remember the service provided by uh, Dr. Ennis. Like I said, it was uh, stellar, and he was involved from the beginning. And his multi-dimensionality, we, we would try to represent in whatever legacy we create in his memory. But above and beyond, we are a grateful, grateful hospital, appreciative of the service. Continuing our conversation um, with members of doctors, hospitals, staff, leadership, physician community um, to talk about their relationships and interactions and memories of doc Dr. Judson Enius, um, who has recently passed away. Um, from everything that I've heard and discovered so far through this process, um, you know, everyone has spoken very highly of Dr. Enius um, and his impact um, obviously, he would have been, uh, we were talking with uh, Mr. Barry Rassen, who would have been CEO at the time uh, that Dr. Enius joined the hospital staff. So welcome um, to the podcast, Dr. Um, Mr. Rassen. Thank you. Good to be here. All right. Um, so as I understand it, he, uh, Dr. Enius was one of the first physicians that was um, brought into Doctor's Hospital back during the transitionary period from the Rassen Hospital into Doctors Hospital. Um, obviously, as CEO at the time, you would have been someone that he would have engaged with in the early stage of that process. So what do you remember um, or what stood out about uh, Dr. Enius at that time from, from your recollection? Well, he certainly was one of the early physicians, but uh, we were in the middle of a very important moment in the history of the organization because it was, he came home in October and December 1st was when we made the transition from the Rassen Hospital to Doctors Hospital. When he came home, 
we already had 23 doctors who had agreed and lined up to purchase the hospital. And that's how, why we changed the name to the doctor's hospital because they made that purchase. And he came home after most of that was done. But as soon as he heard what we were doing, he wanted to be a part of the group. He wanted to be part of participating with doctor's hospital for its growth into the future. And his, his goal always was he wants a good quality hospital for his patients. Mm -hmm. Now, I understand from some of the other conversations that I've had um, that Dr. Enius was very instrumental in um, things like establishing the Department of Medicine, um, obviously as a nephrologist, um, you know, dealing with uh, dialysis patients, that sort of thing. Um, what can you say about, I guess, his drive and his interest in moving the hospital forward and his involvement in that process, um, again, you know, dating back in those early days? Right. Well, again, he was very interested in quality of care. So he wanted to make sure that whatever we were doing in the organization was keeping moving us forward with quality always in mind. So he would work. Dr. John Johnson had been home a number of years before Judson came home. And so he would work with, he was also an internist. So he, they worked together. They helped create the Department of Medicine. Judson was part of our board of directors. So he could, he was involved in the decision-making. He was involved in the planning. He could look forward as to what we needed to do. And he was always a part of that conversation. Understood. Um, what would you say his impact was on Doctors Hospital um, in those those early years? But again, it was all about quality. He wanted good quality. So he stayed involved with the board. So his impact on the board was to bring, uh, what should I say, a, a sense of reason as to understanding whatever we need to accomplish going forward, but also knowing that we had very restrictive funds at the time. Um, so he mm. was able to work with us in a very gentle, gentlemanly-like fashion to take our funds that we had and put them in the right place so we could develop at the right pace and the right speed mm -hmm. so that the hospital continued to develop. So he was instrumental from the Department of Medicine. He was instrumental from the Board of Directors. Okay. Um, okay. I know in, in speaking with um, some of the other individuals who have kind of been around and involved in the hospital dating back to those early days, um, such as Dr. Johnson um, and also Dr. Diggis, you know, one of the things that people kind of speak to or have spoken to is his involvement and his interest in philanthropy, in community and civic um, efforts. What can you say or speak to in terms of his, you know, his interest and his his desire to be involved in the community? Well, his, he always had a desire to help his country be a better community, and so he was involved in anything we did. He he always wanted to encourage us to help in any way we could with our community, and then he started to focus on. What do we do for the young men in our country? And right. when he started with his wife, Marqueda, the, the Gentlemen's Club, that to me was a phenomenal program 
to help get young men understanding a whole different part of the world and different part of life. And I think that was one of the best programs that we've had in the Bahamas to help prepare young men for their, their adult lives, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's that, that the impact of his involvement, and I guess in the, the, the starting and the creation of the Gentlemen's Club is something that, you know, is a, a recurring theme as we go through this process of speaking to a lot of those who knew him well. Um, but just in terms of just generally, if there is one story that you could tell about Dr. Enius, and, and this question is kind of shifted as I've done these, if you don't have a specific story, um, if you have a general theme or something that just jumps out to you about him, what would that be? So what would that story be or what would that one thing be? Well, always when you sat down with Judson, when I sat down with Judson, uh, there was a couple of things that would happen. Number one, he was always extremely polite, pleasant, happy, even bring a little mm-hmm. light humor to whatever the conversation was, no matter what we were discussing. And whenever he had an opportunity, he would always talk about an example of one of his gentlemen that had a story. And he loved to tell the stories of young men who'd been through his gentleman's club um, and how they came in being a good person and a good student, but really not being aware of some of the finer things in life. And then he would just light up as he would tell you about what happened to them after the development and where they went on to their, further their education. Mm-hmm. And, and just, he was just so proud of each and every one of them. Right. Um, and I guess looking, looking now, um, I guess in more recent times, given the, the amount of time and energy and effort that he had given as a physician, but also in community efforts, what would you say is um, Dr. Enius's lasting legacy um, and that can be both as a physician um, and also just what his legacy is in the broader Bahamian community. Well, on the medical level, I would say his legacy is helping the Department of Medicine and, and other departments work closer together, listening to each other, developing teamwork, and always focused on good quality and doing it in a gentleman's fashion, if you will so that mm-hmm. they were able to sit around the table, not necessarily agree on everything, but get consensus and move forward. And he was very accomplished in driving that togetherness, that teamwork, and that drive for quality for the hospital. On the other hand, for the community, again, it was all about let's help. Anybody in the community needs help, but his focus was going to be with the young men of our society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, like I said, that that has clearly been something that's resonated. Um, I think, you know, for me, uh, someone that's new to the doctor's hospital environment, having an opportunity to have these conversations, um, you know, as we look to pay tribute to who, from all stories that I've heard, is clearly a giant of a man, um, it's been very educational for me um, to see and understand his impact both in our space as a hospital, um, but also his impact in the wider community. Um, and I think it's kind of a, 
it's a it's a bittersweet space to operate in because obviously um, we've lost someone that has that has had a very meaningful impact in a lot of ways. Um, but we're hoping that by having these conversations and putting this out there, that people would have the opportunity to reflect and remember um, the great work that he's done um, and would see an opportunity to continue to carry his legacy on. Because I, I think in a lot of ways, that's what we're looking to accomplish with this is to remind people of what he's accomplished and to help to carry that legacy um, as we, we look forward to both the current and next generation of physicians, but also, you know, all of those that have been impacted by his work um, at a community and a civic level as well. That's excellent. I'm glad you're doing it. And it's, it's great to respect those who have gone before us, done a lot of great work, made impact. We need to remember them and, and make sure we don't let their memories get forgotten. Right. And I think, you know, in, in some ways, I think Dr. Diggis had mentioned in our conversation that um, Dr. Enis had mentioned, you know, over the years, the importance of uh, remembering those who helped to really launch Doctors Hospital back in those early days. And so for us, it also gives us a very natural um, point to to look at, you know, things that we've been discussing about doing, you know, a Hall of Fame and and really remembering those that have um, paved the way for what the hospital is now, um, dating back to those early days. And so, you know, there are a lot of things that we're planning and preparing in not only um, remembering Dr. Enius, but also looking at this, this idea of not letting the impact of, you know, those who came before get lost in the shuffle of time, but to to make sure that we remember them and that we highlight them. Um, and like I said, from all the stories that I've heard in going through this process thus far, um, he's definitely one of those um, that stands as a, a marker of um, great impact in not just the hospital environment, but also in the, in the community as a whole. Yes, that's very true. Well, I want to um, thank you for your time, um, Mr. Rassen. Uh, obviously, you know, we're, we're going to continue this process and we're going to look to gain even more perspectives. We've spoken to um, colleagues, obviously, we've spoken to you who would have operated in, a, you know, executive level space at the time. Um, we spoke to Dr. Colley, who had spent some time um, during her residency interning with Dr. Inia. So we're hoping to continue to have these conversations and kind of gain a lot of different perspectives so that we can paint a very complete picture of um, who Dr. Enius was and, you know, carry on and, and, and honor and remember um, his, his work and also to carry on his legacy. So I want to thank you for taking part in this process um, and giving us some time out of your schedule to, to have this conversation. Thank you and thank you for including me. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. All right. You too. Thank you for listening to the Doctors Hospital podcast. Um, I especially want to thank our guests today, um, Dr. Charles Diggis and Mr. Barry Rassen, for sharing their thoughts on Dr. Enius. We are all saddened and affected by his passing, um, and we hope that as we continue to take steps to honor his memory, um, that we would do justice in all of the avenues that we take. Um, we invite you if you've listened to this podcast if you were a, a colleague if you were a former patient or 
anything along those lines and you want to have an opportunity to share, um, we definitely like to hear from you. Um, for those of you obviously listening, this is our first foray into this new space. We hope that you would like, comment, subscribe, share, um, and stick around to hear more from Doctors Hospital as we um, continue into this new space. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.